among the many things that feel legitimately worth fretting over with this franchise's future is what it'll look like in the seats once Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, and the core aren't around anymore. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates. Where you found this training camp opens in 10 days. Now, there's other stuff that goes on before that, notably the Prospects Challenge in Buffalo, New York, later this week. But the main event is September 21 in Cranberry. And not long after that, you'll have real hockey. And be very thankful. And I mean this intensely on this particular day that you don't have a season ticket holder situation like the one that the Steelers have. If you're listening to a show called Daily Shot of Penguins, if you pressed play on that in early September, knowing full well there'd be nothing new to offer as it relates to the actual franchise, then you already know how this team that you follow has taken care of fans of all ages for many, many years. Uh, Some of it is, you know, if they're put to a truth test, you know, a little bit of a PR stunt. Remember when the players, Colby Armstrong and Maxime Talbot, would come outside the Civic Arena and hand pizzas out to the college kids waiting in the student rush line? Uh, Sidney Crosby would do that himself. Unimaginable now, not because of Sid, just because of how massive Sid's become. I don't know that he could pull that off safely anymore. But they had a, a thing where they made a connection with the city's younger generation. They took that further. This was under David Morehouse's stewardship by getting into the community aggressively, building ice rinks, building deck hockey rinks, uh, getting parents involved, making equipment cheaper. Because if you play the sport at any level, at any age, you're going to have a more natural attachment to it when watching it. And that's something that they worked on at a time that you would think they wouldn't have needed to, meaning Sid had just shown up after the lottery. Gino was the pick before that. Uh, and just before that, you know, you had Mario and Yager and all those other guys that were there. The meaning the second coming of Mario and the the feeling was overwhelming. The place was going to sell out no matter what. First the Civic Arena and then over to PPG Paints Arena. It was going to sell out no matter what. But there was put into place a team policy that there would always be 2,000 tickets left unsold to season ticket buyers. And while that might sound counterintuitive from a business standpoint, because now you got to put pressure on your salespeople, such as it is, to sell 2,000 seats for every game while still maintaining a season ticket waiting list for the first 16,000 seats, the reason that they did it was because they believed in having a constant rotation of new fans in the building. They didn't want to just have the same 18,087 coming through. They knew that that was going to hurt them 
in the long run. Now, pause. Digress with me, please. To yesterday's scene at Akershore Stadium, where nearly half of those yellow seats in that place were populated by 49ers fans for a season opener. For a season opener and a team that was just coming off a perfect preseason if you don't follow football. The Steelers could not have played any better than they did. They couldn't have had their own fan base more excited than they did. But because anywhere between 40 and 50% of the Steelers' season ticket base lives nowhere near Pittsburgh, a lot of people choose not to come to the games because of the travel, because of the expense, whatever. So they'll eat those tickets or they'll put them up for sale. And if you do it on a place like a StubHub or whatever else, it's going to go to the highest bidder because, duh, that's just how it works. Well, fans from Silicon Valley and the Bay Area tend to have a lot of money. So they outbid everybody. They come out here and they fill the place up. It had nothing to do with the outcome. I'm not being weird here. But it was it was something. People I spoke with yesterday said they'd never seen that in Pittsburgh for a football game. They'd never seen that. Now, does this mean that you don't see oh, partial takeovers of the Penguins' place whenever certain opponents come to town? Of course they're going to come in. Of course they're going to come in. It used to be a big thing with Detroit when the Red Wings were great. It was really uncomfortable. with all these Wings fans here. Washington fans started coming up around the time that the Capitals finally won a cup. The most prominent one now are Toronto fans coming down because the Maple Leafs are at least entertaining. They score goals. They still don't win anything because they're the Maple Leafs, but they have fans and they've always had intensive fans. They have intensive fans when they're the worst team in the league. And, and that's it is what it is. You're going to see it's it's about 3000 at the very most of the fans from the other team out of the 18. But what you don't have, what you don't have is this other situation that caused what happened at Akershire Stadium yesterday. You don't have a situation where the season ticket holders don't live in Pittsburgh. There are just too many hockey games. Uh, Steelers fans are way more detached from the city in general. There's spread all over creation. Uh, they're really the the last resonating result, I would say, of the closing of the steel mills in the early 1980s where everybody just got cannonballed all over the world, mostly to the D.C., Virginia area, New York, Philly, places like that. Penguins fans, by and large, live here. And if you're buying a season ticket package, especially a full season plan, you're talking about having to commit to come to 41 games as opposed to eight or nine. But what's also happened as a result of what I cited earlier regarding the pizza outside the arena and the college discounts and the rotating 2,000 seats is that there's more of a feel between the franchise and the younger portion of its fan base than there is with the Steelers. And I don't know that I'm even expressing that as an opinion, at least not my own, because that was once told to me by the late Dan Rooney. 
in the press box at what was then Heinz Field. He'd mentioned being a little bit, and he was using the term playfully, but there might have been some truth to it, a little bit jealous of the grip, of the hold that the Penguins had on the younger generation in Pittsburgh. Well, I'm here to reinforce today that they earned that. They worked toward it. The management, the ownership, everyone involved. And the late Mr. Rooney's kin could use some of that right about now. Lucky for them, guess who's in their employ? That's right, Morehouse. When we come back, J1Q. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by Family Table, a local company that brings delicious food to busy families. They offer family-style complete meals or a la carte items like lean proteins, perfect for muscle building and weight loss. If you're not local, gift cards are also available for your Pittsburgh-based family and friends. Go to FamilyTablePGH.com. That's FamilyTablePGH.com. And use the code dk 40 or DK40 for 40% off and free delivery on your first order. Order by noon today for Thursday delivery. Today's J1Q comes from Mike, who asks, DK, do you think that all of these forwards who've been brought in, such as Colin White now, will... Bring urgency to Alex Nylander and Valtteri Pustinen in the coming camp. I I think they could for Nylander. I, I don't think that they could for Pustinen for reasons that this is going to sound excessively critical for guys who are still you know not really broken into the NHL. But bear in mind that Mike Sullivan had not been wild about. Nylander's motor when he observed Nylander in the American Hockey League. He wanted to see Nylander keep going and not have lulls in play when he thought that he could just kind of coast. That's that's not as harsh as it might sound initially. Some players will just say, there's nothing for me at the moment. So they don't do anything. And Sullivan feels like there's almost always something for you in any situation across all 200 feet. So maybe, maybe, certainly from the head coach's perspective, Nylander could find a little extra push. And I, I don't, I don't mean to go on about this guy. I think he belongs in the National Hockey League. I certainly feel like he at least deserves a shot while the Penguins have him in their fold, which won't be forever. You're not going to keep a 25-year-old prospect around too long, and you're not going to know what he can or can't do until he's in the NHL especially with his skill set, which I feel would be somewhat wasted in the minor leagues. Now, all of that said, let's step back here for a second and realize that the motivation should be there by default. And if White or any of the other tryouts, and that's what White got was a PTO. And by the way, he's an intriguing Guy, just to throw into the mix, uh, eight goals and seven assists in 68 games last year. But more telling for me 
was that he played in all 18 of the Panthers' playoff games in that fun run that they had to the Eastern Conference Final last year. And the Panthers were a well-rounded enough team that they could afford to have a defense-first kind of forward in their mix. But what ends up happening with those players is that, and you've seen this in Pittsburgh over the years, if something goes wrong for the team, even if it isn't a fourth-liner's fault, or a third-pairing defenseman's fault. They're the ones who end up getting, quote-unquote, punished for it because the head coach of that team will be looking for a change or looking for a spark or something. Well, they never reached that point. The Panthers didn't. Paul Maurice never reached any time in those playoffs where he said, no, I've got to get this guy out and get somebody else in. They valued his contributions. And I think that in and of itself makes him a real candidate to be a player for the Penguins. Now, there's a bunch of these people, and I think that's what you're getting at here with the question. There's a bunch of these guys on these PTOs, and maybe there'll be a Brian Boyle who turns up out of it. It is a good group. But I'm still, you know me, I'm still Team Pustinen. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.